Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mamas radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. I'm Sue Meyer. Today, we're going to be talking about a really interesting subject. Some of our members had asked for us to talk about eye floaters. I did an entire mini training on the eye, and I never really delved into the reason a person may or may not have eye floaters. So I decided to, to go ahead and, and learn a little bit more about this. And in addition to talking about this, obviously, we're going to talk about how homeopathy can address the subject. If you have more questions about eye floaters or anything about the eyes, feel free to email joy <laughs> at info at homeopathyformommies.com and ask if you can become a member and that way you can listen and watch the entire mini training that we did last year. Anyway, it's really interesting about eye floaters because in order to find out why we have them, I actually went, did some searching on the internet and I got a really good article from Medical Life Science. It's a news site that explains a lot of medical things. So it was really interesting. I always knew that you could see your blood in your eyes, but I didn't know exactly how that translated to floaters. Okay, so this is what I learned. I learned that if you ever noticed something swimming in the field of vision, it may look like a tiny worm, a tiny black speck or a transparent little blob in your in your field of vision. And whenever you try to get a closer look, it disappears only to reappear as soon as you shift your glance. You can't rinse it out. It's inside your eye. What you're actually seeing is a common phenomenon known as a floater. A lot of older people get this, and that's why they're always asking, what do I do about floaters? Why am I getting these floaters? Well, the Latin name for these floaters is muscae volantes, which means flying flies. And true to their name, they can be quite annoying, but they're not actually bugs or any kind of external object. They are actually, like I said, inside the eyeball. Floaters may seem to be alive, since they move and change shape, but they are not alive. Floaters are tiny objects that cast shadows on the retina, the light-sensitive tissue at the back of the eye that may be bits of tissue, red blood cells, or clumps of protein. And because they're suspended within the vitreous humor, the gel-like liquid that fills up the inside of your eye, the floaters drift along with your eye movements and seem to bounce a little when your eye stops. So. Here we have little tiny things inside of our eyes, like the vitreous humor inside the eyeball itself that are actually floating. And like I said, it might be bits of tissue, red blood cells, or clumps of protein that have broken away and are just floating. Floaters may be only barely distinguishable most of the time, but they are more visible the closer they are to the retina, just as holding your hand like close to a table with an overhead light that'll result in a more sharply defined shadow. Floaters are particularly noticeable when you're looking at a uniform bright surface, like a blank computer screen, snow, or a clear sky. 
where the consistency of the background makes them easier to distinguish. The brighter the light, the more your pupil contracts. This has an effect similar to replacing a large diffuse light fixture with a single overhead light bulb, which always makes the shadow appear clearer. There is another visual phenomenon that looks similar to floaters but is in fact unrelated. If you see tiny dots of light darting about when you look at a bright blue sky, you've experienced what we know as a blue field entopic phenomenon. In some ways, this is opposite of seeing floaters. Here you are not seeing shadows, but little moving windows letting light through your retina. The windows are actually caused by white blood cells moving through the capillaries along your retina surface. These leukocytes can be so large that they nearly fill a capillary, causing a plasma space to open up in front of them. Because the space and white blood cells are both more transparent to blue light than the red blood cells normally present in capillaries, we can see them moving like a dot of light wherever this happens, following the paths of the capillaries and moving in time with your pulse. Under ideal viewing conditions, you might even see what looks like a dark tail following the dot that is the red blood cells that have bunched up behind the leukocyte. While everyone's eyes experience these sorts of effects, the number and type vary greatly. In the case of floaters, they often go unnoticed as the brain learns to ignore them. However, abnormally numerous or large floaters that interfere with vision may be a sign of something more serious, and which means you should probably go in and get it checked, right? <laughs> but the majority of the time, Entopic phenomena such as floaters and blue sky sprites are just a gentle reminder that what we think we see depends just as much on our biology as it does on the external world. So eye floaters are shadows of cell strands that are present in the vitreous fluid of the eye. Though many of the floaters do not cause harm to the affected individual, there are some conditions in which we should, like I said, seek a physician or medical assistance <laughs> and have it checked out. And obviously, we're going to talk about some homeopathic remedies because in homeopathy, we don't always need to know exactly the cause or the name of something. We just treat the symptoms. But if something, anything medical comes on very quickly or is very bothersome, then it is always a good idea to have, you know, I, I would go to an eye doctor and have it checked out. I, you know, not necessarily a medical doctor right away, but uh, an eye doctor would know the cause and be able to tell you if it's anything you need to be concerned about. And some of those things might be like the new floaters that are obstructing your vision or an increase in the number of floaters or light flashes with or without floaters or your vision just simply gets worse. Um, or if you have shadows in the peripheral vision or darker gray shapes in the sides of the vision or an increase in the size of the floaters. Those are reasons you might want to go to an eye doctor and get some things checked out. On our printable for this podcast, there's a little picture in the notes that has a picture of the eyeball and it has like little drawings inside the vitreous fluid that might be up here like uh, floaters would if you if you experience that. And then it also has how the the vitreous fluid, as we grow older, our vitreous fluid can actually kind of shrink and that can pull away from the, the retina and that can actually cause more floaters as well. And of course, depending on the severity, it's gonna get worse 
And so that's when you, you might want to go in and just make sure that you are, you know, everything's okay. And uh, they do say that retinal damage, like that when the, the vitreous humor maybe sh shrinks or pulls away from the, the retina, that can actually be kind of hereditary. So be aware of that. Hereditary doesn't mean just because someone's been on a medication and it caused retinal damage. <laughs> I've had eye doctors tell patients that because they were on a particular med that caused the retinal detachment and things like that. So, you know, be aware of that and look at that for side effects too. I know a lot of people, if they really stopped to look at the side effects of particular pharma drugs, they probably wouldn't take them. <laughs> they would probably seek homeopathy and find, try to find something more natural to help with uh, particular medical problems. So <clears throat> one of the other things that and while we're on the subject of the vitral humor shrinking, it can um, actually look like a, a large floater or even like cobwebs, which can actually block the vision. And that's when that happens, it could be a sign that the retina is separated from the supporting tissues. Patients may not experience pain, but they'll see spots and floaters, light flashes, shadows in the sides of the vision, and blurred vision. When experiencing these symptoms, I would definitely consult an eye doctor or a physician just to have that checked out because retinal damage can actually reduce your eye vision. Sometimes when the vitreous detaches itself from the retina, it can create small holes and tears in the retina. When the tear has disrupted a blood vessel, it can cause vitreous hemorrhage. Under these situations, patients may report impaired vision or red or black spots. In some patients, the vitreous fluid flows through the torn retina and when the volume of fluid increases, the retina will detach. Individuals may experience a shadow-like floater when they are, when come across retinal detachment in which the superior macula is involved. Like I said, that's very rare. And usually there's medications involved that they've been on medications for something else that it affects the eyes. And so that's why you've got to be really, really careful and know all of the, you know, the side effects of the medications you're taking. When the vitreous humor pulls itself from the retina, flashes are produced. Flashes are typically white, brief, star-like streaks and can be seen in the dark or may or may not be associated with floaters. Also, these flashes often appear on the sides of the vision. Migraines can cause the flashes. The light flash episode will last maybe 15 to 30 minutes. In the case of flashes related to retinal damage, the episodes last for only a split second. This happens each time the vitreous pulls away from the retina. The light flash is stopped or may be prominent when the vitreous is completely detached from the retina. In the event that several floaters are visualized with or without flashes of light, an eye examination should be scheduled. Okay? You know, it's just like obviously if you have small floaters from time to time or always the same, or especially on exertion, like when you're exercising, there can be a breakaway of protein or like say the white blood cells that you'll see through your field of vision. And like I said, a lot of times it happens upon exertion, like you're running or you've been really working hard, then you'll have a breakaway. And that means the blood's getting cleaned up, <laughs> okay? Because you can see your blood. And if there's something that's just kind of chunked up and moved on, that's when you see it. Individuals will ha who have glaucoma or cataract surgery, as well as patients with retinal detachment in one or both eyes, and they ha or they have a family of detached retina, then, you know, if you see have things that, that come up, just call in and get your eyes eye appointment scheduled. Diabetes can actually cause damage to the retinal blood vessels. Again, if 
something increases, you've had, you've been living with something, something increases or changes drastically, get an eye checkup. Other than that, it's not harmful. It's very normal to have floaters. They say even children have floaters, but they don't really see them or think about them because it's just, it's, you know, it's not something that they, they can say, oh, I see little spots, you know, they just, their brain just moves around it. I know I started getting black spots. I, I can remember I had a breakaway one time, just out, I had been running, sprinting. And when I stopped and bent over, I put my hands on my knees and I stretched and I looked up at the sky and I seen all these little floaters. And the next time I went into the doctor, I asked about it and she, and the nurse had said, oh no, don't worry about it. That's just what we call breakaway. She says, you're exerting and it, the blood pumps and you, it literally cleans out the venous system. And I'm like, well, that's super cool. So I never worried about it. And then later I noticed that I started having in my right eye, I was, I always had little tiny floaters. Well, that's where I stabbed myself in the eyeball with a little mascara comb once upon a time. And, and so the eye is damaged. And so I do have permanent floaters there that just are, they never change. They're always the same. And so it's really, really interesting. And you'll hear people talk about, you know, oh, yeah, I have this or that. And a lot of times it's just an injury as well. So what we have done here then is we have um, listed homeopathic remedies to consider when floaters or vision anomalies are present. And so the first one that we have that's worth talking about is the black floaters, the vision black floating. And there's many remedies listed. Some of the most prominent are phosphorus, um, sepia and silica, sulfur, natmer, nitric acid is a big one, causticum. Also mercurius. Mercurius is listed because merc is what? It is a famous infection remedy. So a lot of times if someone has black floaters, what are we looking at? We're looking at those leukocytes. So yeah, merc might be a remedy to consider. Again, you would always you had something like this going on and if you don't know a lot about homeopathy or you don't know how to choose a remedy that matches the simulum of what you're going through, then that's when you dial up a homeopath and you say, hey, I've got this acute thing going on and I'm trying to choose a remedy to help me and they'll be happy to help you. And then we actually, we called them the musci volantes, the, the flying flies, vision, black spots, floating, musca volantes. Looking at a bright light aggravates Kelly Carb. We have the same rubric, and it does list Mercurius. And then we have another of the same rubric, floating musci volantes. Exertion of the eyes aggravates, and that's phosphorus. Vision with dark colors or spots or specks. Many remedies again listed: Calcarb, Kelly Carb, phosphorus again, silica, sulfur. It's really interesting how the same remedies keep coming up all the time. Um, vision, colors before the eyes. There are 319 remedies listed for vision with colors before the eyes. And of course, all the remedies that I just listed are listed as well here. Belladonna is listed here as well too. Well, Belladonna is listed for a lot of them because Belladonna affects the venous system tremendously. And again, causticum, phosphorus, silica, sepia, all of these are listed as well as mercurius, nitric acid, nux vomica, there's so many, all, all of the regular remedies are listed. So that's why it's really nice to know, not necessarily your constitution, but the groups of remedies that, that help you for other things. Vision, halo of colors around objects. We have vision flickering, colors various. Vision, when you're looking at something white, white seems yellow. It's really interesting. Um, there's remedies listed here for all of these different things. We have vision sparks, and again, 
Um, we have very basic remedies listed, silica, belladonna, calcarb, kelflor, fiery sparks when looking at something. Very interesting. Again, murk and belladonna, calcarb, causticum, vision, seeing green sparks, calicarb, red sparks, belladonna, black sparks. Can't imagine seeing black sparks. <laughs> anyway, like I said, we have I've pulled a bunch of rubrics here so that you can see these things. Envision, zigzags. Nat myrrh is the most prominent for this one because a lot of times zigzag in the field of vision is very hormonal and it a lot of times it will precede a migraine. Or they they can even call these visual migraines, but nat myrrh is a, a really big remedy for that. Sepia also because that's a huge hormonal remedy as well. Zigzags before a headache, natmer is listed as well. Zigzags during a headache, natmer is listed along with some other remedies. So it's really interesting, all the different things that we can experience with our eyes are actually rubrics, and a lot of people don't realize that. And when we have these rubrics, we can, uh, these are symptoms. And so these symptoms are so well proven in the homeopathic history that it really works. Um, I've had people that are on the computer all the time they, and they start to get like sparks before their eyes or the visual headaches and all these different things. And then the, the spots and the sparks are huge for people working on computers and they think they're going blind. Well, the eyes do stress. And I do believe that it does affect the vitreous humor in our eyes. And so, yeah, when we have these sparks and things, it's like, just take a remedy. You know, if it continues to happen uh, after you take a remedy, because I will say that remedies are so amazing. They just take away these visual anomalies. And when it, when a symptom goes away, what does that mean? It means, okay, our body is no longer struggling in that area because it'll help to, the remedies help to bring balance. But if it continues to happen, I would have it checked out, you know, once or twice or like once every six months or something comes up because you're working on the computer, you're doing something or you're working out. And then you, if you keep getting a particular symptom, like I said, take the remedies, but have the situation checked out by a doctor or an ophthalmologist. And I will also mention this ophthalmic diseases and their homeopathic therapeutics by A.B. Norton, M.D., it's, it's a wonderful book to help find, I mean, it tells about all the sorts of different eye diseases. And we've talked about this on our live Q&As, and I used this book. It was very, very helpful to me when I did my mini training on the eyes. And it's, like I said, it's a very good book for people to learn about the eyes and then find homeopathic remedies that are beneficial for particular symptoms. Okay, so with that, we are going to close this little podcast. I hope this has been helpful to you because like I said, it's very interesting to find out that there really is help homeopathically for eye floaters and you know, kind of what causes those eye floaters. So with that, uh, feel free to sign up as a member because we have a great group and you get all these printables if you're a member. All right. With that, I'll let you go. May God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.